I, uh, I promise you I won't take long tonight. I, uh, my heart's pretty full already, I'll be honest with you. Of course, I was part of it this week, and I, and I hate, always hate that so many in a service like this, you weren't, weren't there to experience it. But uh, my heart is full with the testimonies of the counselors, of my wife, of the young people. The song was just beautiful. I'm just going to, I'm going to read two or three passages of Scripture and just make a, a two or three statements about it. We won't be very long. But I want to look at Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. We're going to look at verse 11. Luke chapter 8, verse 11, and, and we get there at, if I can get there. It says, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground are they which, is, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Father, I pray that you bless these few moments tonight. Dear God, I pray that you continue to bless our church and keep a mighty hedge of protection around it. And Lord, I pray that uh, we will take what was said this morning, that we might be a, a lighthouse and we would just show forth to this community and to this city, Lord, that we would bring the love of Christ to them. But Lord, it starts right here in each of us and each home, each family. Father, I pray that you please, Holy Spirit of God, guide my mind tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. I know that this passage is primarily about salvation, of course, because the first portion of it tells us it's so. But the truth, I believe, still applies to the saved as the Word of God comes into their lives. I believe some have strayed and the devil steals away every word before it can sink into their hearts. And whether they're lost or saved, I think that it may happen to someone in, in here, the word of God comes, but before it can really do anything, it's stolen, stolen away. I think there's some that went to camp this week that, that that's what happened to them. They didn't much more than get to their cabins, although this week, maybe as much as any week that I've ever preached at camp, I felt like decisions that were being made were lasting further than the moments of the altar. 
Then there are those who have lived in such inconsistency of the Christian life that they will fall and fail in the time of testing, temptation, the testing. And there are those who are consumed with the world, their, the styles, the music, the games, the movies, the sports, that the word can take no root itself superficially. It just, just doesn't do much because there's so much desire for the world. But then there's the good ground. The good ground. You say, what are you, what are you really preaching about tonight? And I'm, I'm just going to, I'm preaching to a lot of parents tonight of some young people, and I just want to thank you, parents. I want to thank you, teachers in this church. Because I believe the, the ground of these people, these young people, the lives was worked well. I believe that we went to camp with a bunch of young people that had good ground. And I'll be honest with you, I've never been around a, young, a group of young people where the, the entirety of the group was good ground. From the, the most brand new ones that we had to those that have been around the longest, they were so pliable, they were so open, they were so so open to the Word of God, so ready to be moved by the Spirit of God. Each and every one has displayed an honest and good heart. For when they heard the Word preached and taught, they accepted it, they heeded it, and they've been doing their best to keep it. And I believe there are young people who bring forth fruit. And so I want, to just, I want to just take these moments and, and thank this church uh, before I ever set foot here. And I hope that over these last few months that we've had a little bit of a, an input and an influence in their lives. But this is a great group of young people. And, and, I, and as I've said everywhere that I've gone, uh, is to, when I try to encourage people because maybe their situation that they're in is not the greatest or their school situation, I always tell them uh, families turn out children. Families turn out children. It's, the school doesn't turn out the children. They, forgive me, the church or the youth group don't turn out the children. Families do. I want to say this. Why do we testify? Why do we take all this time to testify tonight? But I believe Psalm 39.1 says it very well. It said, I said I will take heed to my ways that I, I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. I was dumb with silence. Listen to this. I held my peace even from good, and my sorrow was stirred. But then it says this, verse 3, My heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. Then spake I with my tongue. And I believe that we had some young people that a fire was lit inside their heart about something and a decision. And, and the truth was, is that fire burned. I, they had to have a place to speak it. They needed a place to speak it out. If something happened inside, they must tell it for it will continue to burn. And if it's told, it'll continue. Telling it flames the fire. And I'll challenge you young people, keep telling the decision you made. 
Keep telling other people the decision you make. Tell a grandparent the decision you make. Call a friend and tell them the decision you make. Let people know. I tell young people all the time, we get assurance of salvation. I, I told a young man, he came to me after the service, he's such a sincere young man, and he had doubts about his salvation, and I took him through it. We, we wrote down the time, and we wrote down the date, and we wrote down a little narrative about his salvation. And I said, son, you go back and read this every day, but you take this and you tell people about the fact of the time, the place, the date, even down to the minute you got saved. Because you tell it, it'll kink, it fans the flame inside of you. And I believe if it's kept inside, that the flame will go out. It'll stop burning. If something is helping decide we've got to tell it, Acts 2.6 says this, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. That's what I'm ready for. I'm going to bed tonight, and I'm going to dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in, the, in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. Listen to me. These young people are our future pastors and preachers and teachers and leaders and missionaries and evangelists of our future who will prepare the way of the Lord. And you know what they did tonight? They started off by... They are those who are prophesying. They are those who are telling what God has done in their life. Your sons and your daughters. Now, here's, here's the whole message, all right? I got 10-minute message, all right? I want you to create an environment in your home, and we're going to start tonight. And I want to be a, create an environment in this church where from every decision they said that this won't be the last time they testify that, de that decision. Daryl, you're busy. You got to get ready to move. But you know, I, would, I just want you, as you're moving, as you're flying or whatever, one more time, uh, sit beside Avani and say, Avani, tell me again. What'd God do in your heart? Where are we headed for God? I want you to just give them that time and I want to continue to, to, to look at them and say, not only do I want to hear from you, but I want you to know this. I'm, what, what do you need? I'm here to help you fulfill what God has placed in your heart. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to, to tell you that, that I'm so proud of you that God has put this in your heart and I'm here to help you fulfill what God's put in your heart. Our young people were, they were honestly amazing. Amazing at their desire to, they're amazing at their kindness, their, their cooperation, every moment of the way. And I believe God can use those young people. And I believe they are some of those who God's pouring out his spirit upon. And I believe, as Joe Beth said, uh, earlier, it wasn't just that service, but but I believe God in different times and different places poured out His Spirit on some. I pick at Jordan so very much, and I play with him so much. 
but I, I sort of discern what's going on and I look, try to look past everything else and look into the eyes. And I'm going to tell you something. God got a hold of him. God got a hold. Something, when he looked me in the eyes and told me his decision and told me even after we got back and told me uh, a Saturday that he'd taken the list of the camp people and prayed for them. Man, we got to fan that fire. We got to fan that fire. And forgive me, I'm not trying to. I could go through, and I honestly, with the spirit and attitude of every one of our young people, you'd saw their brokenness in their hearts. But I believe this is the the young people that are going to fight the battles for the next generation. These are ones that are going to, to pour out their spirit for God as God pours in his spirit into them. And these young people are truly are going to be the leaders of the next generation. And tonight, I want to just take this, this opportunity. And I'd love for... You know, I believe everybody's, and honestly, just like we did at camp, if there's somebody still struggling with salvation, I think it's pretty much our, all of our regular people. And if there's somebody that wants to be baptized, we're ready to do all of that. But tonight, what I'd love is for families to gather at this altar. I'd love for us to pray. And one more time, just if mom and dad are here, that's a wonderful thing. I know if mom's here or if dad's here, however it is tonight, but just to pray and say, God, direct us, strengthen us, help us to solidify every decision that was made. You say, well, I, don't, I didn't have any children go to camp. Then we as a church need to help them. I mean, you young people, don't be surprised for me to look at you over the coming days and say, tell me again your decision. Tell me what you decided. Are we still headed there? Because let me just warn you, the devil's looking to snatch it away. I told him in camp, be very careful of what you listen to, what you watch, what you do, because it only takes a few minutes to let the air out, let you sap out everything that God poured in. Just a few minutes of the wrong thing. So that's my message tonight. I promised I wouldn't be long. We're 7.05. I'm, I'm not even going to have an, the normal type of invitation. Uh, Heather, if you just come play, we're going to play. But, but if you just take this opportunity... Young people, you lead the way. You led the way at camp. Moms and dads, if you could come with them in church, folks, if we could just gather and say, we're going to pray for you. We're going to support you. And you know what? Come to us. You have a tough day and you're struggling. 
Come talk to somebody. We're all here as a family. We're here as a family at Gulf Calvary Baptist Church to try to help you fulfill all that God's placed in your heart to do. So I'll pray and, and she'll play and we'll just have a time of prayer at the altar. Father, I pray.